If your spider plant is looking peaky and that Venus flytrap you bought just kicked the bucket, you need On The Ledge, the podcast about indoor gardening where you learn everything you need to know to keep your house plants looking lush. I'm Jane Perone. Join me and a host of wonderful guests to chat all things houseplants at On The Ledge Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Miles to Memories podcast. My name is Sean Coomer, your host and the founder of Miles to Memories. I'm joined this week by my co-hosts, Joe Chung and Mark Osterman. We have a great show for you today, including a recap of our huge Miles and Points meetup we had this past weekend in New Orleans, including all the craziness and fun, everything that we did, and we'll talk about all Mark's craziness too. We'll get into uh, the celebrities that we met while traveling, discuss a brand new 100,000 point Southwest business offer, the largely negative changes that Marriott Bond Envoy announced to categories, rapid fires, and more. If you like the show, please consider subscribing. You can find all of the links to subscribe at mtmpodcast.com. We support all of the platforms, and all the links can be had at mtmpodcast.com. And if you like the show, help us out. Tell a friend, let people know about the Miles to Memories podcast, let them know that we're here releasing new episodes every single Thursday. Let's hit it. Yeah, so guys, we uh, Mark and I, Joe, we just had a great weekend this past weekend in New Orleans, and everybody asked about you, and they said, why is Joe not here at this meetup in New Orleans? And uh, we told them that you just didn't like them. <laughs> Wait, are you sure? You guys should have uh, just grabbed some random Asian guy. I'm sure people would have thought it was me. Oh, my God. <laughs> if Han was there, we could have done it, right? <laughs> yep, could have pulled it off, yep. Seriously, Han, where were you at, bro? I was looking forward to seeing you again, and you ghosted us. I was at uh, McDonald's in Orlando, and not I Joe. I, said, I meant like Han. I'm really talking. Place. I'm talking to the real Han out there. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, this is a terrible start. All right, so tell me, so tell me, how was the how was the meetup? It did sound like it was a lot of fun. I will say, I had to. There was way too much action going on in the Miles to Memories quote unquote work Slack. It was all just drunkards messaging all the time. So it uh, sounded like you guys had a lot of fun. I'm not sure you learned anything. Well, it was really more of a social event, and uh, we, we co-hosted it with Award Travel 101 with Bougie Miles and Travel on Points. It was a great event. I think 125 people, Mark, right, showed up? Yeah, I'm not sure what the total count was, but something like that, yeah. Yeah, and so it was a great uh, event. Lots of people that have you know been longtime readers of the site, so it was great to meet people. It was great to meet a lot of podcast listeners. There was a lot of people who came up to both Mark and I and, and said they listened to the podcast and enjoy it. And shout out to every single one of them. Um, but I definitely think that, uh, yeah, the, the the meetup was great. There were some drunkards there. I was not one of them. <laughs> were they named Mark Osterman? <laughs> <laughs> Mark put on quite a bring show the at party, the meetup. Right? Yeah, I got to bring the party. Yeah, he put on quite a show at the meetup. He was definitely there. We handed out Miles to Memory <laughs> glasses. He was definitely there. Yeah, so every. <laughs> Yeah, he was, well, yes. Okay. That was great. But yeah, he was definitely uh, something is what I mean. Uh, he was, he showed up and then some, but yeah, it was a great, what What did you think about it, the event, Mark? What What was your big takeaway from it? I thought it was great. You know, it was, do you remember it? Uh, I mean, like 75% of it for sure. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. To everybody out there, I did, I did not sleep Friday night and went straight to the event. So I was a little bit of a hot mess, but I was still coherent and we had, we had a lot of fun. As far as the event, I thought it was great. 
I know some people were wondering if there was going to be presentations and stuff, but it was more just a social thing to meet people, to see people you know online that they haven't had a chance to talk to in person and, and kind of grow those relationships. And that's where you end up when you build your your relationships and you, and you go offline or you know you're, you're texting with people that you've met at places that's where better tips are shared and stuff so that's what we were trying to encourage and with the cross promotion we had you know people that didn't know who travel on points was or people with travel on points that didn't know miles to memories and stuff like that so everybody got to meet new people and and i thought that was great it was a lot of fun it was a huge brewery there was like 400 people there total it was kind of crazy and super loud and great beer joe you missed the great beer man and crawfish you eat crawfish joe i do i do so yeah yeah whole table there, of it they just like I, poured I, it out i assume down <laughs> there's sound nothing like watching people accept <laughs> brain juice from crawfish so that's, somebody brought me a, not, oh as appealing uh, carissa shout out to carissa she brought me a potato and said you need to eat this it was just like a full potato <laughs> okay Okay, this is an audio medium. So, yeah. You know that, right? Just so. a, a potato in his mouth. But yeah. yeah, so this this was not like a, this was not a, a presentations event like we did here in Vegas last year. This was just more social, getting everybody together from different groups and listeners of the podcast and stuff like that. And we're going to do more events that we're going to be announcing. I think two more events that we're going to be announcing very very soon that are just going to be miles to memories events. Uh, one of them more social. One of them will be more formal. And that's going to be coming really soon, which is exciting. But New Orleans, Mark, what was your favorite part about New Orleans? We hung out there a little bit, got to spend some time uh, down in the French Quarter. Did you see, uh, what about the carousel bar at the uh, Hotel Monte Leon? Did you, uh, did you yeah, like that? that? Yeah, that bar, that was crazy. Um, so the bar is like an old carousel and it, it, and you sit on a, a chair and the bar, the bar and the chair just completely rotate around 360 degrees. It's slow, but like the bartenders are, are in the center and you're just, kind of rotating around and you'll be staring at one bartender and like five minutes later you'll be staring at a different one and that hotel is gorgeous it's it's beautiful the whole thing that was cool that's what i love about new orleans you'll you'll see like a dive bar right next to a five-star restaurant and the, the storefronts don't look that great but then you walk back and there's this beautiful courtyard with lights and great food great music i mean i've been there like four or five times it's always an an awesome experience so if you haven't been i encourage it you know, even if you don't want to go to Bourbon Street, which is just chaos, there's so much yeah. more to New Orleans than that. Like Frenchman Street, all that stuff is it's great. Yeah, it's it's a really cool city. And yeah, that carousel bar, I particularly like that. And it's been there since 1949. So I guess it's a it's a landmark there. And I was telling you about it, it reminded me of a carousel bar in Circus Circus that they have in Vegas, but that's I guess it's broken now. So the one in Vegas isn't here, but this th- that one is definitely there. And then they had some of the best live music just everywhere. Just walking down the street, you can hear wonderful live music coming out of so many places. So, and then one other thing to talk about is you got to experience the brand new terminal in uh, New Orleans Airport, right? When you were flying uh, in and out, yeah, because I flew out Delta, so I was in Terminal C, and it it was beautiful. Uh, the bathrooms had. Like the floor to ceiling uh, windows, w- light coming in. It was like the nicest bathrooms I've ever seen in an airport. So I posted that in the Facebook group and then asked people what their nastiest bathrooms were, which I pick O'Hare because that, that place is just straight gross. But what about yeah. uh, Newark Porta Potties, man? Come on. <laughs> yeah, I posted I posted the picture in the thread there because you cannot top the Newark Porta Potties. They're By not the way, if you haven't if you haven't joined the uh, Miles to Memories Facebook group yet, this is the quality content that you're missing, guys. Oh yeah, yes. good stuff. No, I mean. Porta potties is gross, but at least it has a lock. I went into an O'Hare, a toilet stall, and the lock had broken off. And they just tied instead of having somebody come in and put in a new lock in, which takes like four screws in like literally a minute. 
they put a string. So you just looped a string around it to hold it closed and it would like open a little. It was so trashy and disgusting. <laughs> so if you have a worse bathroom stall, join the Facebook group, yeah. facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash miles to memories. And uh, you can ch- chime in on that topic and hundreds yes, of others. <laughs> uh, I promise we have better information than just that. Nothing tops that. Group. Come on now. Come on. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, so you stayed uh, kind of moving on through the weekend. You stayed at Hera. Well, we stayed we stayed at the Hyatt Centric in the French Quarter. I guess we could talk a little bit about that. I thought the hotel the hotel was okay, but the bed was terrible. <laughs> it had one of the worst beds I've had in the Hyatt in a long time. We um, like the two of you together. Yeah, we stayed in uh, separate rooms, of course, Joe. But we both stayed at the same hotel, and it's great. It's right on Canal Street, basically right basically at the beginning of the French Quarter. And I thought the hotel was fine. The room, I got upgraded to a suite. They call it a petite suite, which basically is like a junior suite with like a living room and a bedroom, but no wall in between them. And I thought the decor was good. They actually gave me a welcome amenity as a globalist, you know, fruit and uh, some sparkling water. Which they accidentally charged you for. (laughs) Yeah, then they charged me for it on the final bill on accident. But they, of course, Uh, removed that. Yes, Yes. quote unquote accident. Well, and then also today I looked at my Hyatt account and I had stayed on Friday night in Baton Rouge at the Hyatt place, nothing special. And then I look at my account and it says I didn't get any qualifying nights for that stay. So I emailed my Hyatt concierge and she says, oh, the hotel say you no-showed. And did you actually stay at the hotel? I'm like, yes, I look stayed at, at the hotel. Look at this fruit charge. <laughs> so, different yeah. hotels, Joe. Keep up. Come on. So yeah, so two, two. I had two different <laughs> hotels, two different Hyatts kind of screw up my, my thing this weekend. So no good Hyatt. I will say the Centric has the worst hallways and like layout that I've ever seen in a hotel, like to find your room, it's like a mile and it's, I don't know. I can't even explain it. It's a maze. It's terrible. And uh, the funny thing is like uh, the, I was staying with a buddy and the first night was booked on his, uh, he had a free night cert that was expiring. And the second night I booked on mine. So we each paid for one night and he has no status. <laughs> and I think I got a better room than Sean, who's globalist and Bethany, who was on a, a guest of honor booking. And I thought our room was better. It was massive. And, uh, you know, the ceilings are probably like 20 feet tall. Windows went all the way up. Overlook Canal Street. It was a beautiful room. The bed sucked. The hallway was terrible. The people at the front desk weren't great. I mean, the location was amazing. I don't know if I'd stay there again or not. Definitely prefer Harris. And Ian, who uh, all, who writes on Miles to Memories, uh, was also in uh, in New Orleans, and he stayed at the Eliza Jane uh, one night, and he said he really liked it. So no firsthand experience there, but he said he really thought the Eliza Jane, which is another Hyatt-associated property in New Orleans, uh, was Unbound better. collection, if you need yes. that one, too. Yes. And then the 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 Harris you stayed at, and the rooms there were like, that's like the nicest Harris I've, I've ever seen. Yeah, I've stayed there probably three, four times, and... I've had a suite there and I've had a regular room and all, all the rooms are great. Yeah. I, I compare it to like a lot of Caesars properties I've stayed at, like the actual rooms and it's way, it's probably the nicest Harris hotel that I've ever seen. So Harris is usually like a middling to low end brand as far as the hotel goes. And this has a, a, shep, a separate tub and shower, you know, a beautiful entry area, beautiful room, very comfortable beds. The lobby is gorgeous. It has a Ruth Chris, steakhouse right in the lobby so i think it rates as like the second or third best hotel in new orleans and i would put it right up there it's the best place i've stayed in new orleans for sure on sunday night mark stayed at the harris new orleans and i drove out to biloxi and stayed at the harris gulf coast because you're crazy (laughs) well because i wanted to see biloxi but the the harris gulf coast is not the harris new orleans those rooms were not (laughs) 
<laughs> Not quite it's more the like same. Harris Vegas, which is dumpy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was fine. I got there at like eleven o'clock at night. I went to sleep. It was perfectly fine, but it wasn't nearly as fancy as the as the one in New Orleans. But I was the I was probably the only person in Biloxi that's under sixty years old. Like it was sounds just like a hot happening place for Mark to go to. Let me tell you. Yeah. Ooh, Mark would have stay up uh, all night. Yeah. Eat some eat, eat some buffet with the uh, with the old folks. Yeah, yeah, but they do have some cool properties there. Beau Rivage is there. That's owned by MGM, and that's like basically a mini Bellagio. The building looks like Bellagio, but just smaller. And Beau Rivage was actually the original name that they were going to name Bellagio in Vegas before they changed it to Bellagio. But that's really nice. They have a hard rock there. They have some other brands that used to be in Vegas, like Imperial Palace and uh, Boomtown, which are some defunct brands. So I had fun kind of running around being the casino nerd that I am that doesn't gamble, but ran around to six yeah, different casinos. Yeah. <laughs> ran around to six casinos and dodged a bunch of old people for a couple hours. And then, uh, Dodged a lot of those uh, motorized carts. <laughs> motorized carts. Poor buses full of... Uh, of Get out uh, of my way, hair. youngin. Get out of my way. Yeah, well, they were very polite. Everybody was very polite. But uh, yeah, I thought Biloxi was cool. It's more... I guess I would say it's like a nicer version of Atlantic City, maybe? My armpit is a nicer version of <laughs> yeah. Atlantic City. I mean, wow. Damn kind of, Atl- kind of like right Atlantic there. City hybrid with Laughlin and a little nicer. But I guess if you're... I think it's worth a, ch- a check out. It's- if you only, if you just like transported to the Borgata and never leave the inside of it, yeah. and like that is pretty nice. Even Hard Rock is nice. Rest of it, no, it's a dump. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's Atlantic City, but Biloxi is not that way. It's, uh, it's pretty, it's nice and it's, you know, it's beautiful and they have some. Is the waterfront pretty there? Yeah, they have some nice beaches there and they have, you know, like casinos are a little bit spread out. So I thought it was actually pretty cool and I, I was happy I got to finally see it. I feel like the water would be kind of mucky and brown though. Is the is the water kind of dark or is it clean? I mean, it, it's the Gulf. It was, I don't know, normal. Yeah, it was a like normal color blue. It wasn't like pristine or anything, but it wasn't brown. Okay, that's good. So it was it was nice enough. My roommate Harris kind of looked out <laughs> over a dirt lot. That's kind of like Caesars Windsor, dirt lot. Yeah, dirt lot, and then uh, there was some water in the distance, but yeah, overall it was good. It's only an hour and a half from New Orleans, and the one thing I will say is that the Gulfport Biloxi International Airport, which is where I flew back from, really nice little airport. It has like five or six gates, just a beautiful airport, so if you ever have to fly through there, highly recommend that, and uh, yeah, it was a fun, great weekend, so great meeting everybody. Uh, I hope everybody got a great show with Mark on Saturday, showing everybody <laughs> some good fun. And uh, he wasn't that bad. I'm just playing it up. But no, uh, we just had a lot of fun. That was, was really what it was. Yeah. I'm always, my my goal in life is always have fun. So no shame in my game. I'm going to have fun wherever I go. Exactly. We had a we had a blast. And Joe, what, what did you do this weekend? You hang out with the family? Made mac and cheese on Saturday or what? <laughs> no, I actually ended up going uh, to Newport with my wife for a couple nights, just the two of us. Oh, so you could have brought your wife to New Orleans and... Well, it was very last minute and yeah, I'm yeah, pretty sure. sure she had no interest in meeting you, so... <laughs> well, she hasn't listened to the podcast, so she doesn't know. Yeah, she actually does not know you exist. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when you were in um, Newport, did you put some soy sauce on your rice since nobody was looking? Uh, couldn't find a lick of Chinese food in Newport. You, you know, um, by the way, tons of people gave him so much crap this weekend about soy sauce on his rice. 
It was thank fantastic. You. Fantastic. Thank you, oh my gosh. Thank you. Yes. Anyway, it was like the talk of the town. Everybody's like, oh my gosh, your podcast. And they just talk crap to me the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad we can be of service. But yeah, it was a good time uh, away with my wife. Newport's really nice in the summer. I had never been there in the winter. Um, you know, we just stayed at like a little resort type thing, which I assume in the summer is really nice, but you know, it was cold in the winter. We walked around town a little bit. We skipped the cliff walk, which is like kind of the big thing there where you walk amongst like millionaires mansions and stuff like that but it was too cold to do that that was a good time um and there were some other friends in town too so we hung out with them so it was good sorry i miss new orleans uh if there are future meetups maybe if you guys tell me the dates uh i can put that on my calendar but you know we'll do that off air yeah it's not official yet we're gonna set something up that's i mean that's great that you got to get away and meet up with some other friends other than us yeah, the, the the whole uh, a couple nights away with the spouse is very important when you have children. Nothing does better for the marriage than a couple nights to like, you know, find each other because everything focuses so much on the kids. That's kind of our favorite thing, even if it's just for like one night. Whenever my parents come into town, because we don't have anybody to watch the kids very often, if they're here for like two, three nights, we'll be like one night. Even if the hotel's like two miles away from our house, we're going to go be up away from everybody and just reconnect. So I'm glad you guys got to do it. Since you brought it up, I just think the chance to talk to each other as adults without having to worry, like we didn't have to insert one logistical conversation for two nights. Um, So, you know, sometimes we would talk about our kids, but we didn't have to talk about who was taking who to where. Like it wasn't until the drive home where we were finally like, okay, who needs lunch this week? Who needs to drive who to swimming, et cetera, et cetera. So I think even getting that break um, is, you know, really huge. So, yeah, I do suggest anyone who has kids just. Even if you can get a couple hours away and hopefully not talk about logistics, it makes a big difference because you don't want your relationship just to be a relationship of like practicality and like figuring out logistics all the time. How awesome is is it when you're like away from the kids that you get to eat your meal while it's hot and you don't have to cut up anybody else's meal and you just sit there and enjoy dinner? Like, I can't wait until I don't have to cut up chicken fingers or a pancake or anything that I just get to eat hot food without bothering anybody else. I mean, first of all, I'll have you know that I cut up my own chicken fingers for myself. <laughs> Thank you very much. Because <laughs> uh... he's a big boy who doesn't put soy sauce on his rice. They're called chicken fingers because you use your hands, Joe. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but in, in seriousness, it's also amazing to be able to order appetizers because you don't want to risk the appetizers when you're with the young kids because you might not have that you much time to get out. Yeah. So, yeah. You want to get... get in and out. So yeah, good point. <laughs> now the one thing, did you ditch your wife on Saturday to do a draft of credit cards or something like that? Because didn't all that happen while you were on this trip? <laughs> so yes, I didn't travel fanboys, pointless credit card draft trademark Joe Chung. Uh, it was actually a lot of fun. So we did a credit card draft Bethany Bougie Miles was doing it from New Orleans as well. So yeah, we were at five the us. table with her. Yeah, I, to- I totally uh, told her what to do. Not really. Nice. But no, that's no, why her didn't. draft is so bad, right? Did you win? <laughs> Nobody <laughs> trash won. talking her. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody won. But um, everybody won. Come on, Joe. It was positive. Yeah, it was myself, Bethany, Dave from Miles Talk, Spencer from Straight to the Points and award alerts and then also uh of course adam from travel fanboy and so we were doing this credit card draft and we were at that was the one dinner that we had with friends and finally i had to tell my wife what was going on because i kept going to the bathroom or like looking under the table and stuff like that and she was starting to get really pissed so i had to explain what was going on finally i i I was like, I just need to take a break because I'm, uh, you know, this, this I promise in a way, I'm not texting with a lover. It's, it's, I'm, I'm texting about 
credit cards. I'm just yeah. a nerd. Which is so much more pathetic. It's so much more pathetic. So this weekend, this weekend away to improve our marriage uh, almost became a disaster. So I had to come clean. <laughs> I promise, baby. I ain't cheating on you. I'm just, I'm, I want to get the Blue Business Plus before somebody else picks it. Important priorities, right? What are you wearing, Jake from State Farm? (laughs) Uh, With that, let's talk about like some some real stuff. But uh, let's get into uh, into the actual show here. (laughs) Talk about uh, the Southwest hundred thousand point offer. I mean, this is this is huge. Southwest released for the business performance card a hundred thousand point bonus, right, Mark? Yeah, I mean, because uh, we were in New Orleans when this like kind of broke, or I saw the the headlines that were like hundred thousand points and a companion pass, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing! Got so excited about it, and I'm like, Kirsten's dropping under, my wife is dropping under, and in uh, under five twenty four in April, and you know, I said I was skipping the the whole Southwest thing, but only having to get one card that sounds great, and then you know, I read the twenty five thousand k spend, and I was like, this is fool's gold. I I don't know. I think it's a joke. Yeah. So the bonus is <laughs> actually you get 70,000 points after $5,000 in purchase in the first three months. And then uh, an additional 30,000 points if you spend another 20,000 within the first six months. So basically a hundred. awful. Yeah. So it's a hundred thousand points after spending 25,000 in the first six months to get the full bonus. But yeah, that would get you the companion pass. I mean, 70,000 uh, by by itself is is pretty good, but yeah, I, I guess. yeah. But it's been like to eighty, so it's not like that's yeah. very different from the north. I think Chase, like I I, I give Chase credit because they were brilliant in this whole plan. They're like, let's make it a hundred thousand offer. You spend twenty five k, you're gonna have a companion pass after, and all of the blogs and websites and and you know business insider, everybody's gonna be like, hey, get a companion pass with one card. They're not gonna say twenty five k of spend. They're just I mean, gonna be like. Hundred thousand points and a companion pass. That's all they're gonna, you know. Chase knew what they were doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's kind of funny too because if you had a eighty thousand point offer and you spent twenty five thousand dollars, you're basically at the companion pass anyway. So, but it just doesn't sound as exciting as the quote unquote hundred thousand point offer. I mean, I know this gets you to hundred twenty five thousand points or whatever, if my math is right, which it never is. Yeah, on way to podcast, go. You got but, it. Uh, you you nice. did it right. Edited out a 25 second pause. That's what people don't know. But, um, but yeah, so, you know, when, whenever you get to the six digit bonuses, that makes everything light up on the internet. So yeah, you're right. Chase kind of good marketing number right there. But it's not terrible. I mean, you're getting 30,000 points after you're spending 20,000 more. So you're getting an extra 1.5x or 2.5x overall on, on your everyday spend. So I mean, yeah. certainly. Working Look at Sean drinking the Kool Aid, yeah, but like no, I'm just I'm just pointing this out that it could work for for some people who have a lot of spend. You could and, throw in a personal yeah. card, uh, and right now it's forty thousand for a thousand. That's way better, even though that's a terrible offer compared to what they normally offer is like sixty or seventy five thousand. That's the better way to go. I know it burns an extra inquiry and a five twenty four spot, and I wrote about that today, which is on Tuesday when we we're recording that. That's still the better way to go, in my opinion. Now, if you have unlimited spend or a business that has a lot of spend, this is the easier route. One other thing I will mention is people that signed up for this card when the the card was 70K or 80K all the way back to like November of 2019, Chase is willing to match your, this offer. And then once you spend the full 25,000 in six months, you just send them another message and they'll they'll match the offer. So if, you, if you've been spending on the card for a while or you, you're like, 
already put like 10, 15,000, another 10,000 or whatever. So that's an option. So for the people that did sign up, you can still get in on it. But overall, I'm not that impressed. Sean, Sean sounds very impressed though. No, it's not that I'm overly impressed. I just think that it could work for, for some people and the ability to get it all done with one card, I think is, uh, is attractive. That's that card, the key. Yeah. Yeah. And the card, card does have a $199 annual fee. That's not waived. So it's not going to be perfect for everybody, but it does have some interesting, uh, some interesting benefits and the benefits are pretty great. 365 Wi-Fi credits a year, which you can use on anybody that you're flying with coworkers. Um, so if you're flying with your family, you can, each person can get on the internet for free because you're not going to be flying every day for a year. So that's a great perk. Yeah. And it comes with upgraded boardings four upgraded boardings a year. You get 9,000. If you keep the card after the first year, 9,000 points uh, every year on the card anniversary, which offsets kind of some of the annual fee, if you think about it that way. So it's definitely an offer I think to look at and you make a great, uh, we have an article on the site. Uh, so check it out. Miles to memories.com with Mark comparing uh, those offers and kind of giving you his thoughts on in more detail on which one's better and what you should consider uh, when doing that. But yeah, don't fall for the hundred thousand. The big thing, always look into it a little bit deeper. Those offers sometimes work for some people, but you know, that's a lot of spend. And don't you think, yeah. Don't you think the new United business card with the hundred K after 10 K is a way better offer? It really depends because of, you know, the companion pass could, yeah, that's true. Could really swing things value wise in a different direction, but certainly, the, the spend that much less spend is uh, is attractive and a hundred thousand United miles while not worth what they were five years ago are certainly uh, probably more attractive to me than a hundred thousand Southwest points personally, but I tend to agree with you there. All right, Mark. So let's move on and let's talk about celebrities. Uh, we just wanted to yes. throw in a quick topic here and we, we were talking about it this week and uh, yeah, we wanted- let me tell, let me tell the story of how, why okay. we got, came on this. Yeah. So my buddy Ryan, who came to New Orleans, met up with us. His his flight actually got he was flying Southwest and his flight got canceled on Friday, so he didn't show up till Saturday. So I was sad about that, but ended up getting worked out. But when he was flying home Sunday uh evening, he was uh at the lounge and, and this guy just like happens to run into celebrities everywhere he goes. I don't know. He's just like touched with celebrity love, I guess. I don't know. All right, so my buddy uh texts me that he sees uh Scott Mc MacArthur from uh, HBO show Righteous Gemstones, which is supposed to be hilarious. I haven't seen it. And he's like been at the bar and Magic Johnson came in and sat down by him. And he had like he talked to Lady Gaga's parents and like all this crazy stuff. So he just ends up running into stuff. So me and Sean were kicking it back and forth after this because he was with me when I got the text and I didn't know who that was. I hadn't seen the show, but Sean's like, yeah, that show's hilarious. So we were talking about what celebrities we've seen while traveling and what, what's your story, Sean? Well, I've seen a, a few celebrities. I think when you're in the lounges in some of the bigger cities like New York or Los Angeles, you'll often see celebrities in there. I know one time in New York city in the Admirals club, I ran into Geraldo and uh, just sort of like turned a corner. D-list and then he was like celebrity, right there. there you go. <laughs> Geraldo's not a D list. Uh, well, I guess it depends on what type, what part of the country you're in. Was he, but... was he drawing uh battle plans in the sand that he shouldn't have been or no? No, he was just, uh, <laughs> He was actually hiding. They had like a VIP room there and he was hiding out in there, but then he had come out for something to, to mingle with the riffraff. So uh, just for a second and I, I ran into him, but yeah, the, the, I think the biggest kind of celebrity encounter I ever had while traveling was a few years ago, flying American airlines, business class, Los Angeles to London. And uh, I was in the first class lounge cause I had executive platinum status and I ran into David Hasselhoff in the lounge and he looked you know, he looked like he was a little bit off, like maybe a little bit inebriated or something, but he had a handler with him. 
uh, some, you know, or his assistant. Silver companion. <laughs> yeah, his assistant. And uh, and so the assistant sat across from me, and David Hasselhoff actually sat right in front of me on the flight. Uh, he, you know, I was excited when he got on, and basically uh, was really nice. People kept coming up to him and trying to take pictures with him. He took pictures with all the the crew, and uh, they let him get off the plane first when we got there. So he got that special treatment. But nothing, nothing too crazy. I used to work at MGM Grand when I was younger uh, in the arcade. I used to see celebrities all the time there. You know, they're just normal people. I don't know, nothing too exciting. Joe, you said you haven't met any celebrities while traveling. You just don't have that luck. Okay, I just remembered it because when this question was asked, <laughs> really the person I could think of who I've met with the biggest follower count was Sean Coomer. But whoa, uh, with my followers, woo, and T-shirts of me out there. You haven't met Mark Oakerman. That's the problem. You haven't. Oh yeah, we forgot to tell that story, Sean. We'll save it for the end. Yeah, or <laughs> another episode. So you got to come back, people. Uh, even though you probably already turned this off like twenty minutes ago. <laughs> but anyway, I just remembered. Uh, I was in LA visiting a friend, so I wasn't in a lounge. But this is the best I can do. Okay, and we walked into the steakhouse where we plan to eat, and we are waiting for a table. It's going to take like 10, 15 minutes. And we're like, oh, let's go sit down at the bar. And so, you know, there was this like old guy at the bar, but there was two seats on either side of him. So we started walking over there and we were like about to ask him to move over or even just like sit on either side of him while we were waiting. And just as I was about to go (laughs) tap this dude on the shoulder, my friend pulled me away and pulled me back to the waiting area. And I looked more closely at this old dude at the bar and it was Jack Nicholson. So I almost bothered Jack Nicholson and asked him <laughs> if he could move over. So I could sit with my buddy. And you didn't, you didn't remember that when we brought it up to you. I, mean, I did not Jack remember Nicholson. that. We just so, had to give him time to, to think. The only person I remembered was Chris Penn, RIP. But, um, you know, so Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson is the most famous person I've seen. And I almost like completely uh, annoyed and disrespected him. So sorry, Jack. I'm sure you're listening. Oh, if we're talking about disrespecting celebrities. Okay, so my buddy Ryan, who who started this whole conversation, his uh, crazy claim to fame story is he was in Vegas, completely on like a long-term party streak, and uh, they were going to a single mother's club, I guess you would say, and Alex Rodriguez walked out of the club as he was walking in, and he's like, yo, Derek Jeter, I love you, man. You're the best. <laughs> We're both from Michigan. This is amazing. Like, hey, I love you, Derek Jeter. And he's like, I'm not Derek Jeter. And he was in such an inebriated state that he kept professing that, yes, I know you're Derek Jeter. Quit lying. But it was A-Rod the whole time. His buddies told him later. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I thought it was going to be a Jeter lookalike. And I was like, this story sucks. (laughs) But the fact that it's A-Rod, that's a good button. Good job. That's trolling. That would be like an amazing troll job right there if it was done on purpose. No, tell me that's an amazing story. Like, all right. <laughs> so for myself, celebrities, my, my I have to admit, my wife and mine, uh, dirty habit or like dirty pleasure is uh, to watch Vanderpump Rules. You know, everybody has one reality show they watch, and we watch Vanderpump. That's based on like these people that live in LA that are like models and actresses, but they work at restaurants for Lisa Vanderpump and and stuff. And one of them on the show is is Kristen. There's two people from Michigan on the show, but one of them is Kristen. And we're flying back um, southwest from, I think it was from Vegas. And we connected in Chicago, and we get on the plane back from Chicago to 
um, Michigan and Kristen from the show is on our flight and she's at the baggage claim and everything. My wife's like, that's Kristen from Vanderpump. I should like, I should go get a picture with her. She's way prettier than I thought, you know, she was like on the TV. She's still pretty, but she's like in real life. She's even prettier. She's tall. She's gorgeous. And I'm like, well, go, you know, go say something to her. Nobody knows who she is. This was like four or five years ago when the show was kind of new and she was flying Southwest. I doubt she flies Southwest any longer, but that was kind of our claim flame. She was flying home. I'm guessing to see family in, in the Detroit area. And we saw her at baggage claim, but my wife never went up to her. So I guess we missed that opportunity to get a picture. <laughs> Surely the people out there listening have better stories than we do about this. Oh so my gosh. If you've met like a really cool celebrity, tweet <laughs> us at miles to memories and uh, hashtag MTM podcast. And let us know. Anytime anybody golfs and goes in the sand track, they're like, Oh, go Dale, David Hasselhoff that you can't top that. Come on. <laughs> All right. And uh, we wanted to have that kind of lighthearted topic in here because we have some more bad news for you that Marriott has uh, announced their category changes for this year. And it's not good. They're continuing their kind of trajectory of stripping out every little bit of value in the program. And they've changed a lot of Marriott. No way. Yeah. Bonvoy. Everybody's getting Bonvoy again. So they've uh, announced which categories are going up and which categories are going down. 7% of their hotels, 499 of them are going down in category in price, but 23% of them, almost 1,700 of them are going up in price. Uh, for instance, like category five to six, there's 216 hotels that are going up from category five to six and only 15 that are going down. Category six to seven, there's 95 going from six to seven, nine going down. So basically they've it's sort of like a, a little bit of a devaluation because so many properties are going up a little there. bit <laughs> massive. Yeah. We're talking that, about, we're talking about like over a thousand hotels going up in price. That's massive. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a big change and these changes go into effect March 4th, 2020. So you have a little bit of time to book at the old rates. Yeah. Uh, burn you your want. points before March 4th and then uh, go to Hyatt and just say adios. I still right. have a I still have a seven night certificate. I gotta use one of these days <laughs> from like three years ago that I used to get the companion path. And I keep putting well, it's back. gonna be hard. It's gonna be harder to use now. Yeah, I, I guess, yeah. And I, why I think I have the top, the second to top category certificate. So uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. Some of the properties are gonna. Be, so I'm gonna kind of do a deep dive and figure out uh, figure out a property to book at before this this happens. Make sure that I don't uh, end up having a prop a good property price out on me. Um, Joe, what do you think about this? These uh, Marriott changes. Are you tired of getting beat up by Bonvoy? I actually have, for the most part, completely ignored Marriott for like the last seven years, and so this has changed nothing. Joe, we're brothers I mean, in that. We're brothers. I mean, I used to, of course, use SBG, but still, it was probably my like third or fourth hotel down the chain. You know, even IHG was above that. Here comes the hate emails that you put IHG above SPG. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I mean, theoretically, I might like stay at the Swan and Dolphin at Disney World, but I never even did that. So, you know, I can't really say that I have done much. I really think the last time I stayed at a Marriott was like at a Spring Hill Suites when my cousin-in-law got married six years ago six and a half years ago my it was the first trip we ever took with my oldest daughter and she was like three months so i think marriott continues to kind of get worse and worse at the same time they have one of the biggest footprints they have a lot of people who are already loyal to them so i still don't think this is going to hurt them yet unfortunately and for those out there playing the mtm podcast drinking game joe finally mentioned disney i know it had been a long drought almost 35 40 minutes into the show before disney made made i took a sip (laughs) 
So Mark took your sip. Everybody out there, take your uh, take your drink because we finally got a Disney mention on the show. And uh, yeah, I don't think we have much else to say there. I don't expect a lot of value I, from Marriott. I will say like the biggest hit I think is the people that keep the credit cards just for the the annual thirty five k certificates. Um, you know, they're like, oh, I'm going to keep this because I'll pay $95 and get like $150, $200 room. Still gives me value. With all these hotels switching from a five to a six, you're losing a lot of those sweet spots that you could redeem them at. So I think there's going to be a lot of people closing credit cards that were keeping them just to use the certificates. Pretty much now you're left using those at like airport hotels and stuff like that, I feel like you know, the big cities have been, you know, increased to a point that you can't use them. So definitely when your annual fee comes up, make that decision, check where you're going to stay in the next year, because a lot of people have been eating these certificates and that's just money down the drain. And they don't taste very good either. <laughs> All right. Oh, that was the dad joke of the week right there. Boom, boom. Down. All right. And let's move into uh, rapid fire <laughs> as we move this uh, sinking ship on. And uh, yeah, so let's talk about, uh, Alaska MVP status. Ian wrote a good post on the site. Uh, you want to highlight it, Mark? Yeah. So he wrote uh, that Alaska is still the the easiest to earn elite status. He did a, a couple of status runs to Boston from, I, forget, I think you came from San Francisco. So San Francisco to Boston, back and forth a couple times, which basically earned him status off of that because Alaska is one of the, the it might be the last, well, it's, I think it's the last in the U.S. That gives you uh, a status based on mileage flown instead of, you know, most of them have switched into a money, how much money you've spent and, and all of that. So it's still the easiest to earn. And I know you've used Alaska status to parlay it into other statuses in the past, right, Sean? So it might be worth it even if you don't, if you're not going to use Alaska status to do status matches off of it. Yeah, I've used various statuses and I've written about that if you if you search the site um, I've done all kinds of different status matches with Alaska and other statuses. So, yeah, I mean, it's a very easy status to get. Uh, that program is incredibly lucrative. So I recommend uh, checking out that post to uh, kind of get your mind around it, If especially if you're on the West Coast, because it's, it's a little harder if you're on the East Coast where Joe is. Yeah, there's not um, much for me at all for Alaska unless I'm going to Seattle. But, yeah, West Coast, it's huge. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, check that out on the site. All right. And then let's move on. Hyatt just announced a new promotion uh, that's actually pretty good. To start, all members are going to earn two times points on their second qualifying stay. So you got to stay one time. You don't get the two times points. But on the second stay and beyond from February 15th to May 15th, you get double points. And then if you have the World of Hyatt credit card, then you can also earn 1,500 bonus points with each qualifying stay, starting with the second stay as well. Um, that also has to include a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday night. So that does include award stays. Uh, Mark has confirmed that it includes award stays and paid stays, basically eligible rates if you book directly through Hyatt, Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, and uh, you have the Hyatt credit card. 1,500 points is pretty valuable. I would say those are worth 22 to $30, depending on how you value Hyatt points. I'm excited. I have a lot of stays coming up in that time period between February and May, so I, I feel like I'm going to be earning quite a lot of points. And I think when is it? And when do they go to the March? Uh, March they go March. to the to the off peak pricing. So there will be yeah. some category ones that potentially could be 3,500 points a night, and then you get the 1,500 rebate. So you could be paying 2,000 points a night uh, for elite qualifying yep. nights. You know, it could be mattress run worthy. So we'll kind of we'll cover that more as as that happens. But yeah, great promotion. Uh, for Hyatt. And then Joe, you're going to bring us some bad news with your rapid fire and uh, some more drinking for people out there. Everybody take a big (laughs) gulp. 
like seven we're gonna times. talk about Disney. <laughs> Shocker. Yeah, if you want to go to Disney World, you should take a big drink because prices have gone up again. Actually, you shouldn't take a drink because they go up every year this time in February. It's uh, impossible to go through all the price changes. All you need to know is that across the board, prices have gone up. Disney World, Disneyland. One big thing, Sean, I think uh, this one may or may not bug you the most. I still think it's worth it, but Disneyland's Max Pass, which is their paid better fast pass system, has gone up from $15 to $20. That's really the only specific number that I'll tell you. Annual pass prices have gone up, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm sure Benji will be covering it for the site eventually, but Disney Benji World. shout out. Yeah, but Disney World got more expensive. Shocker, shocker. It's uh, death and taxes and Disney price increases in February. That's, yeah, what that's, what, that's why you got to make a friend that works at uh, Disney World or one of the hotels. Shout out to Margie, and then you get him free. Hi, Margie. <laughs> I want to be your friend. Yeah. But, uh... Hey, Margie, be my friend. <laughs> Before we close out on the Disney stuff, undercover tourists get away today, like all those kind of ticket aggregators or ticket, uh, I guess, third-party ticket sellers. They'll have old prices until they run out of inventory. Usually that takes about a week or so. So definitely check those out if you're thinking of going anytime soon. I mean, honestly, it's probably going to cost you maybe 20 to $25 per person more. So, I mean, that's $100. So, you know, that's nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. And that I think, uh, and we have links for Getaway Today. They're a partner of Miles to Memories. So if you search Miles to Memories, search Getaway Today, you can find the links uh, where you can you can buy through there. And then, of course, Undercover Tourist is great as well. But yeah, that Max Pass going from, it only went up to, it was, it was $10 when they launched it went back in 2017, I want to say. And then last, you know, early last year, they raised it to $15 a day. And now it's 20 So uh, I, I, they are pushing the value. I do love Max Pass. They're pushing the value there. If you get an annual pass at Disneyland, it used to be $100 to add Max Pass to your annual pass. Now it's $125. So I guess that's not a terrible value still. But yeah, the prices increases suck. And uh, like you say, they're they're not unexpected. And they're not as nearly as bad as they were last year where they raised the prices quite a lot in anticipation for Galaxy's Edge. And I think now they're finally seeing the crowds that they had anticipated. So they are raising the prices again. All right. And uh, Mark, close us out with uh, uh, news of a brand new Priority Pass restaurant. Yeah, the last one is there's a new Priority Pass restaurant in Seattle that PDX Deals guy, what's up PDX, uh, wrote a review about. He was uh, in the area, so he checked it out. If you have Priority Pass through American Express, since they they drop the restaurants, you won't be able to get in. But if you have it through Chase or US Bank or something like that, then you'll be able to get in. So it's a uh, barbecue place. He said uh, tons of meat. I think the title had meat, meat, meat. I wrote that. (laughs) (laughs) Meat, meat, and more meat. Yeah, meat, meat, and more meat. So if you like meat, then you're good to go. But uh, he was able to get, you get the the standard $28 that you get at any Priority Pass restaurant. There's a lot of options. If you like barbecue food and you're in Seattle, it's a place to go, I guess. Um, So if you're interested, check it out. He gives the full breakdown, gives it four stars. It looks like a pretty decent option. Other than Versus the brisket, this. it looks nasty. The brisket. <laughs> looks nasty. <laughs> well, I put that on PDX because he takes t- terrible food pics. You should see his pizza from Rome. I mean, oh it's... man, he's not. <laughs> he's gonna be crashing his car as he listens to this, getting all upset about uh, about you saying that. Looks all like right. he put he put dog food on top of a pizza, but 
Oh my god! But yeah, he he took pretty good pictures, and we have yeah, him on the, the website. Yeah, pictures are good on this. And on yeah, he did a good job, and he wrote up a full review. Yeah, and it, uh, and it was great. Um, I look forward so to the, trying it out. The whole yeah, the whole meal after the priority pass, he he tried a, quite a bit of different kinds of meats because it was meat, meat, and meat. Came out to a dollar plus tip, so. You can't beat that if you're in Seattle. I know a lot of the lounges in Seattle are overcrowded, so this is a good um, new option for you. So check it out for sure if you're in the area. All right, and with that, we are going to close out this amazing episode of the Miles to Memories podcast. Uh, Joe, where can people find you during the week when they're not listening to the show? You can find me writing my newsletter, tinyletter.com slash as the Joe flies. Just posted something about my thoughts on the credit card draft and how that went. It's actually was a lot of fun. So thanks again, Adam. Yeah. You did also, you, did you say Bethany won in it? You can also <laughs> find me, uh, <laughs> podcasting, say Rossi observation deck.com. That episode I talked about last week with middle age miles is out for patrons the same day as this episode and out next Tuesday for everyone else. And also, podcasting about disney at disneydecipher.com mark you can find me eating uh white rice with soy sauce at mark at miles to memories.com that's my email i'm just kidding you can find me in our facebook groups i'm in there all the time comment there i'll i'll get back to you or tag me friend me send me a message um or if you comment on any of the uh the articles on miles to memories.com i'll get back to you there how about you sean yeah, just check us out in the Facebook groups. We got lots of uh, cool things coming. Like I said, two new events that we're getting ready to announce, and some like other porta potties in Newark too. Yeah, exactly. And you get <laughs> porta potties in Newark, so why wouldn't you join our groups? Uh, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash miles to memories. Uh, just thank you to everybody in the MTM community, all the readers, listeners, everybody who's who's met us. Uh, we're doing our best to get out, and meet all of you, to try to provide a better service uh, and more information and uh, this sort of crazy lifestyle that we lead. And we just really love meeting everybody. It's, it was such an amazing weekend. And uh, yeah, check out the site, milestomemories.com. All, every social media, Miles to Memories. Uh, join the Miles to Memories community. If you're not, subscribe to the show, mtmpodcast.com. You can find all of the links. Leave us a great review. Tell a friend. We're here every single Thursday. And uh, until next week, bye. But yeah. That's probably got to get cut. <laughs> Why? Why does it got to get cut? I mean, yeah. I'm not calling. I'm, It'll be like the Chicago a, seminars all over again. It's called a subtweet. It's called a subtweet. I do yeah. have one question. And wait, though. let Sean, let me talk. Damn. Oh, man. Come on. <laughs> I, my question's more. No, still fresh. All right. Hold on. Let me look. Watchmen. No. No. No, nerd. <laughs> You're a nerd. Watchmen. Uh, so well, there is not going to be a season two of Watchmen, huh? I read that. Yeah, because it was because nobody because nobody could follow ending. it because it was the most jacked up show ever. In history. I, I'm going to watch it. I got to. I'm watching. Face is jacked up. <laughs> Boom. Sick of being upsold at gyms. My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.